this is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. With the new year, comes new firmware upgrades for Shannon. I'm told my 2023 software will be less salty, however there will be some side effects. I am sure it will be okay though. Aren't we all happy to be alive today? The Frankie Paul Mary podcast starts now. Uh, not quite, Shannon. It's the RIPL Livecast. It's fine. Welcome to RIPL Livecast. A new year. A new Shannon. Same me. I'm just, well, exactly uh, the same as I was last year. Uh, and uh, thank you, Frankie. It's Rob here with Sid. Hey. And Darren. Hi. Welcome to RIPL Livecast. We're on every Saturday afternoon from like, you know, sometime after 12 to, uh, I don't know, 90 minutes or so. And uh, of course, archived after on all podcasting platforms. You can get all of our episodes at RIPLivecast.com. And over there, you can get links to our Discord chat. Where you can hang out with us all week long and uh, we can we can have a chill. We can we can hang. Be nice. Follow us on our social medias at RIPLivecast. And if you want a little extra livecast, you can always hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash RIPLivecast. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. How has your new year been so far, gentlemen? Well, I wanted to just tag on to something you just said, which is about our Discord being chill. It's the perfect word. For what our Discord is, it's like not one of those, like I'm in a few other Discords and it's like there's messages just fucking scroll by so quickly. It's like we have a like a fairly moderately sized uh, following, but in there, but very dedicated, very funny. It's like another whole show in there. And I really just not doesn't have the feel of most other discords that I'm in. It's like a very tight knit community. And I really enjoy going in there and checking it every day. Agreed. I'm and not you, in any other discords though. What are, what other discords are you in Darren? If I, you don't a, mind me asking. Not at all. I'm in a Columbo one. I'm in a Sudoku one. Uh, how, do, how does one even find a Columbo Discord? I don't know. I think I, I think that one I found on Reddit. Mm. Uh, but you could find they're they're you know. There's just a Discord. For, there's like nine thousand Discords for any topic. Mm-hmm. I really went into the Columbo one to get a a, a um, like a, an emoji to use somewhere else because I have the um, like the thing where you can use the emojis from one Discord on any mm. Discord. Which is like a, a perk. Do you pay, is, it, is that a premium thing? I think it comes with because I have the YouTube uh, premium, which knocks ads out and other little mm-hmm. perks. Like I can play a video on my phone without the yep. screen being on and all that. So I think it includes uh, that Discord subscription too. Oh, does it? Something. Oh, I didn't or, even know that. Or it might be one tier of the YouTube. Like you have to pay a little extra and you get that too or something. No, oh, I have to look into that. I, I also have been sucked into the YouTube premium vortex and I'm not going back. Most money well spent. That's like I use YouTube uh, I so much. Yeah, and uh, and and you realize that the majority, like uh, uh, when now that I don't have ads on my YouTube, uh, I don't get any market. Like I realized most of the marketing that was hitting me was from YouTube because mm-hmm. now like movies will come out and I'm like, wait, what? Like ah, I, I have no ads in my in my peripheral now. I have no cable, uh, so. Uh, all of my my streaming services, I, I have the ad free tier. 
it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful it way must to be live. nice well i have to say that i had the the ads never got to me on youtube before like before i had premium even uh the main perk is that i can like put something on put it in my pocket and just listen to it without having it open yeah like, which what, that a scam. Alone, what yeah. a scam that they're withholding that feature that you just have to pay for it <laughs> It's so, I mean, it's a different um, the world of YouTube uh, viewing. Well, listening, really. Yeah, right? the, it's just you, a you podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're basically <laughs> using it as a podcast app. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 for me, I just noticed the interstitials started going from one ad to like three or four, <sighs> and it just started getting really, and I'm like, no. I'm not. Still, yeah, I have a like I have a two phones because it it worked out that the deal that I got I have pay for my mother's phone, I pay for my phone, and to get a third line uh, was cheaper. I got a free phone out of it, like by adding a third line, which was doing nothing. And I said, you know what, man, let me use this third line. It's just sitting there doing nothing. So it became my phone number that I give to people that might be insane or that I, <laughs> that way if they turn out to be psychopaths. You know, I I can just change the number. I don't want to change my real number, so I just use that as a get dump. a burner phone, as Dusty Rhodes muffler yeah. says. Well, not yeah, it's not really a burner phone because it comes in handy to have a consistent number, you know. But but uh, like sometimes I will my one my other phone won't be charged or something. For some reason I can't use that phone. I I watch YouTube on this second phone. And it's a disaster. Like all the ads suddenly come yeah. on, and fucking everything, everything shitty about it that I don't, I don't have premium on it because I'm too lazy to just. I don't know if you can even have a second phone, uh, it, you know, with the service. Maybe you can, but I haven't done it because I know it, this doesn't happen too often. And it's a nightmare. Like Rob said, there's like fucking three or four ads between every like, and it's every fucking like five minutes you watch. Yeah, and I think the issue really is that because of that, it makes it impossible impossible to scan through a long video, yes. like a two hour video, because you you know you scan through, you scan past an ad break, it'll immediately force the ad break. You watch the ads, but then you get to the video and you realize, oh, this isn't where I want to go. I need to scan more. Then you scan past another ad break and you're forced to watch another ad break when you haven't even watched any video. Ah, yeah. And there's also another uh, problem, which is most video uploaders do not take into account where the ads go. Mm. And the ad will pop up in the middle of someone's sentence, which is really <laughs> fucking annoying. Well, when you when you upload the videos, you there's a setting where you can automate where the ad breaks are, which most people do, or you could actually sit there and and properly position it. Which, which right. the pros, yeah, they time it out. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a little behind the curtain for you non-YouTubers out there. How much uh, are you Shifty paying for your subscription? Shifty Shortcake is complaining because his is twenty a month. I think yeah, I think I think in the U.S. is like thirteen, so it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's in the low wow low ten, but it's still high. I feel like it should be like five bucks a month, you know. But, uh, like like but your voice yesterday's just prices are not today's prices. Yeah. I keep hearing this Fat Joe meme. Let me load it. Uh, I keep wanting to play it. Oh, it's a swerve uh, in conversation. Yeah, where right are we now. going? Holy shit. Uh, well, <laughs> and this actually brings up something we wanted to, to talk about on the show, which was that Cardi B video. Jealous but ones still envy. Uh, what is that? That's the, the name of his album, Fat Joe. Right? Oh, I see. Jealous ones, Jose, jealous ones the, still envy. There's just uh, uh, there's this uh, short video clip I keep seeing on 
on YouTube when people talk about like, oh, things are so expensive now. And it's it's rap mogul Fat Joe from like an Instagram live or something. And I don't know the context, but here here's this clip. Is he really still a rap mogul? Sure. Yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price. It don't fucking match. He's certified. <laughs> yeah, he, it's basically in that. <laughs> yeah. It's, Yesterday's. Oh, sorry. We don't you know. lucky you're still breathing. <laughs> yes. I want to see if I can find the 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 context of this. Let me express oh, myself. No. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> Just, there's, there's an even longer version of the clip. Let's right, here don't eat anything. Boy. Fuck you. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> The price of pitter knee has gone up. <laughs> if Here's you a fat Joe knee, fat. Right? Fat Joe fat. Oh, wait, is, is this, this like, like big recurring... time Tommy? Is this a recurring segment? And so you fat know, I always say yesterday's price is not today's price. Oh, he's explaining it now. And that's because you're worth more. Noted you know, economist Fat more. Joe. That's why yesterday's price <laughs> is today's price. Just believe in yourself because we believe in you. So much more subdued in this clip. I like the other. Yesterday's price is not today's price. You see, because capitalists be stealing the value of your labor. (laughs) (laughs) He pulls out a PowerPoint. (laughs) (laughs) See, we need we need to seize the means of production and shit. Take one economics class at the learning annex. You think you know everything. Yo, listen, if you gotta pay if your landlord needs your <laughs> if your landlord needs your rent to pay his mortgage, then you're not paying your landlord rent. He's paying your rent. What? The, I messed the, it up. Landlord, <laughs> Thank you. Your landlord be tripping out here. <laughs> Shifty Shortcake wants to know what yesterday's price was for the Botox that Joe got. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not today's price. Too much because it's not looking <laughs> good. We got a receipt. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Ow. Yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's price. I don't know what this ad is, but uh, when, <laughs> I mean, all right, let's let's move on because. Uh, let me love this. So this kind of plays into this Cardi B uh, a video that she's got. She went viral. I'm I'm assuming this is the the video you guys are talking about, yes. right? With uh, where she's talking about the price of things. Yes. Yesterday's price is not today's <laughs> price. I'm telling you, this will be in your head forever. <laughs> like like when you start seeing like, oh shit, how did this get so expensive? You're just going to hear Fat Joe like like a little devil yeah. on your shoulder like, yesterday's price oh, is not it's today's not price. With the little Hot 97 air horn going off. <laughs> and the, What was that little interstitial like Wah! it was like a fucking Tarzan yell in there. <laughs> yesterday's price with his eye twitching from Botox. <laughs> and not to, he's like turning into Jim Ross. He doesn't he's even the, know what the price is. He can't see it. He's the Latino Jim Ross. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price. They done killed him, King. 
<laughs> He's broken in half. And God is my witness and shit. <laughs> Yesterday's like mankind Conan, is not today's mankind. He just <laughs> fell off a cage. <laughs> God damn it, it was Vince McMahon all along under that hood. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Vince McMahon, he's in the news. Oh, yeah. Well, we did. did we, well, we'll, we'll get to it. Let's get, I have this uh, Cardi B uh, clip queued up. Oh, that's a weird freeze frame. She looks great. <laughs> Here's Cardi. Let me tell you something. When I be complaining about food prices and y'all motherfuckers be like, ain't you rich? Why are you complaining about lettuce? Why are you complaining about this? That just goes to show me when you be, when you, become successful when you have money you're gonna fucking you're gonna go i am always blown away by the way completely uh, sidetracked about how insane cardi b's uh fake nails are like i don't understand how she's able to pick anything up with these like like they're i guess she just pokes it with the nail probably because they're, they're can so i ask long. what might be an impolite question in the lower left hand corner is that her nipple blasting through two layers of clothing I, I don't. I, think I see an outline that looks like it could be an areola. I would love it to be, but I, I think so, because y'all not budgeting. No, it's just shadows. Okay. I get a summary of the money that's being spent in my home. Yeah, clearly, lighting is also too. So expensive. when I'm starting to see that, like <laughs> groceries is like tripling up, it's like, hey, yo, what the fuck is going on? I want to see for myself what the fuck shit is being spent on. And like when I go to the fucking supermarket, like I went to the supermarket, I'm seeing that everything tripled up. That like lettuce was like two dollars a couple of months ago, and now it's like fucking seven. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna say something. I'm just picturing her now, like at the supermarket with those nails, trying to get one of those plastic <laughs> bags for fruit, and she keeps ripping them, and the fruit just falls to the floor every time. Damn, you know, now I realize why this shit's so expensive. Because <laughs> that shit is hard to pick up. <laughs> she wants like the high C, but she keeps puncturing the bag and it just leaks everywhere. Do y'all be having problems picking up avocados in the fucking produce style B? <laughs> Let's hear a little more of this. The fuck? Because <laughs> I think that shit is crazy. I could only imagine what middle class people or people in the hood is motherfucking thinking. So, yes, I'm going to say something. The fuck? And I have a big platform. So, I do want anybody that's responsible of these fucking prices to put that shit the fuck down. Yeah. They're going to see my shit. They might put it, it down. Shit, right? Shit the it's awesome. Absolutely correct. Uh, I love <laughs> uh, leftist social commentator Cardi B. Sincerely. You- I think I think she is one of the uh uh best voices on the left and if you think that's no question uh, i also like can we say that people complaining about grocery prices is not a left or right thing everybody complains about that well so i, I don't know that this is leftist i think it, well <laughs> i mean it's a it's leftist because it's critiquing the right-wing forces that are causing this to happen but i think you get co- critiques from the right on the same thing because of who the president is so it's like almost a false uh, it's twisted into a false right-wing narrative that prices are too high. It's really just a human thing. Yeah. And it is a leftist thing that gets reappropriated by each side, whoever the president is, and they just go against that guy. And when it's their guy doing it, then it's, you know, then the other side is opposed but to it. But is the president really the one making grocery prices high? I mean, is that it's the not. Controls? It's not only the press no i don't think he's sitting there in the oval office with yeah. a little lever that says let's raise grocery prices now but i think but the, the he's policy raising, the, he's raising the interest rates 
which has right. kind of like a domino. Well, is he raising it or the Fed is raising it? Who at the well, instruction it's, it's, of the, it's, it's, yeah. the administration? I mean, but he didn't. They consciously did an inflation, like on purpose, to try to uh, like stimulate the economy, and it's having the opposite effect. And all the money that they're pouring into fucking Ukraine, like 110 billion dollars at this point. Yes, it does. Those policies do have an effect. Uh, of course, the uh, so so you got the the opposite effect, which is inflation goes down when rich people have lots of money. That's what happened on the Trump. That has it carries its own series of shitty baggage too. So it's not like it was like a fucking utopia before. But lettuce was easier to pick up. So you know, mm. <laughs> for yeah. Cardi B, yeah, <laughs> with her press on nails. I guess the nail prices well, for I, nails haven't gone up. Well, I think what it was is that profits were so high that the. Uh, you know, uh, these companies didn't feel the need to have to increase their prices. But now with the economy lowering, uh, these companies are like worried about future profits. So they're kind of making up for it by really gouging. Raising, yeah. Gouging prices really quickly uh, to where for I mean, even I'm, you know, I'm feeling it. And I can only imagine for someone who lives, uh, you know, paycheck to paycheck or even can't even make paycheck to paycheck how how much some of these price increases uh, could affect them if you know every dollar counts it's tripling dude if I, like we're joking about a head of lettuce blah 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 i saw a head of lettuce for like 5.99 the other day I and mean, it was like a dollar how 50. much should it, yeah yeah you're right it should be like a dollar or whatever. yeah even i feel uh just everything milk eggs I Vayasmir, even even like I know I know this. What would you say? I said through the roof. That's all. Oh, oh, even, I know this is ridiculous, but like junk food is so expensive. Like a bag of potato chips, I feel like a a large bag of potatoes used to be like you $2. feel like a large bag of potato chips. Oh, I feel I, I feel like a large bag. Gonna <laughs> wait till the show's over. And that when you open me, I'm mostly air. Uh, <laughs> this is no, true. Uh, it used to be three dollars. Now it's like six bucks. It, I mean, that's a big difference. That's a hundred percent price increase. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a lot. A yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like the Uts ones are like two dollars now too, and those were like fifty cents. The Uts like single serve, but I'm saying like yeah. the big bag. I, I it's like six. Yeah, it's like six bucks now. It's crazy. Can I just say there's a couple of suggestions in the in the chat for what RIP should stand for this week, and they're good, but I already had it, and it's uh, reinstate inexpensive produce. So they came mm -hmm. close in the chat, but not quite. How about this Dusty one? Dusty Rhodes now? Mufflers suggested uh, rest in prices. Bladesy, uh, somebody new. Welcome, Bladesy. Really Please. impressive profits. Yeah, and also Shifty Shortcake, WAP remix, whack-ass prices. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yesterday's whack ass prices is not today's not whack ass prices. I <laughs> King. Oh my god! I've never seen such Botox. Yesterday's price is not today's price. His Botox-induced lazy eye is just. Very Yesterday's cool. price. It's not. I love the pregnant price. pauses. I encourage everybody, by the way, if if you are listening, we have a dedicated audio only audience on this show. If you're not seeing the video of this, go seek it out. Just seek it. You could probably Google it just by Googling what he's saying and fat yeah. Joe. You, you know got to see. Looks like? Darren, you might get this one. Edward G. Robinson. Do you see <laughs> a life resemblance? Yes. Yeah. Is that that? Yeah. She. Yeah. 
hey, Kappa, come here and get me, Kappa. That guy, yes. He yes. Was, with the, with the, because he had the droopy mouth. Yes, yes. That's what Fat Joe has now, droopy mouth. I wonder he if that affects droopy everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why don't they put, uh, oh, that would, uh, yeah. They need something to, I guess it matches the rest of his body now. His cutout of his facial hair almost looks photoshopped. It's so yeah. like, yeah, but that, so I feel pristine. like it's been like that forever, though. It looks like a polygon in a video game, like a bad <laughs> polygon from 2005 on a PS2. It looks like a car ashtray. Like I could just pull it out and ash a little cigarette in there and then close his mouth up again. Like, you know, those glitch games from like the first PlayStation when it was like the glitchy Rocky game. Uh, and it's just fucking polygons dancing all over the screen. That's what his fucking uh, facial hair. <laughs> oh looks wow, like. dude! Oh, he's happy there. He looks like he looks uh, like a know, baby fat Joe. I guess what it is is that he dyes his facial hair as well. So he's got the uh. Hulk Hogan beard, <laughs> NWO Hulk Hogan beard. Yeah, and it's so properly manicured. I guess they manicured and then they dye it, right? Like that's right because you could see on the edges some. Well, it'd be a uh, waste of dye to put it in first and then yeah, trim it. True. Right? true i wonder how they get it so that the dye doesn't uh like uh stain the skin you know like how it only stays on the hair well maybe it's spray on beard is it possible it's spray on beard? it could be Mm. like they use a stencil yesterday's spray on is not today's spray on hey yo (laughs) does he have hair plugs on his face is that possible imagine that's such a long-winded way of just saying like Prices are going up. Yeah. <laughs> no well, shit. Was, like it only no, goes. No, he in one was direction. saying it. He was saying it in, in the in that other video. He was saying he was saying your worth today is not what it was yesterday. He's it's saying the same it's all, thing. it could also What's be the... about you. Okay. Thank you. The wisdom of Fat Joe. Everyone. Yet today, price. I can't stop saying it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're, it's gonna be in your head. Oh, someone point like someone in this. Uh, is pointing out that like it's almost like that weird Eminem beard. Yeah, but I can <laughs> see I, I, that doesn't look that doesn't look good. The Eminem beard, but uh, in his defense, I can see individual hair strands. Like it looked like natural beard. It's not a good idea, but it doesn't look synthetic. Like Fat Joe looks like they slap. Like you remember Wooly Willie, those fucking magnetic beard guys. That they, <laughs> that's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. That looks like an obituary picture. What the fat Joe 2020? <laughs> I thought he died. <laughs> Yesterday's fat Joe is today's fat Joe corpse. Oh, no. <laughs> Imagine that coffin. Jesus. <laughs> Yesterday's coffin is not today's coffin. Uh, we have many large sized coffins on the kiss.com uh, coffin <laughs> website. <laughs> Check out our coffin merch store, fat Joe, if you're interested. There is a dipset coffin. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if Fat Joe dies this week, then that's the ultimate live cast curse of all time. Because that's like crossing genre lines, even. Yeah. And meanwhile, Gene (laughs) Dusty Rhodes Muffler. (laughs) Puerto Rican Gorilla Monsoon. Hey, yo, give me a break, brain. Is Fat Joe Puerto Rican? Yes. Very much. He's all. It's all. It's all the songs are about being Puerto Rican. I don't pay attention to the lyrics. It's all about the groove, man. Beans and rice and shit. That's not strictly Puerto Rican. I know you didn't. You you never heard the the Fat Joe album Pollo Gisan? (laughs) 
if you make pollo guisao, carne guisao. If you make pollo guisao, carne guisao, anything guisao, it got to go with white rice. Don't eat it. Is that Remy Ma <laughs> in the background? <laughs> you make Star. <laughs> That's my favorite line from that whole thing. He's saying, I'm not going to eat your food. And she's like, buy chinos then. Chinos, if you're not from New York, is the way that uh, Latinos in New York refer to the Chinese restaurants. Chinos. Buy chinos then. Gotcha. I'm sure yeah, it's I didn't a know that. great alternative. <laughs> better, uh, according to him, it's better than her food. <laughs> Oh, man. Remember when we watched that guy's other clips? I think it was on the Patreon. Yeah. And none of them were that great. It's like he kind of, there were a few, there were a couple. But like this yeah. one was the, the, uh, the one hit wonder of the Clarion. Yeah. yeah. We had he just kind of, he fell into a viral clip. And then the rest of them is him trying to be funny. And it's trying to recapture funny. that initial spark but we had a ton of fun with that one clip though if you go watch that episode i mean that's, that's great we were rolling <laughs> just gets me hungry yeah. just want rice and beans and pork well sid buy chinos then i might have to after if we're finished here buy chinos then. yesterday's price for chinos is not today's price they typically don't have beans though well, unless you get like one of those like chinese run mexican places that's what I mean. They they all are. They're all doing that now. I, there's scarcely any strictly only Chinese restaurants around here anymore. It's they almost a all offer a, a Chinese Mex combination menu. It's not know. terrible. Just stay away from like the guacamole because that is the most like store bought, prepackaged, weird tasting guacamole you'll ever get. But everything I else is like fine. It's in a way you you have to. It's the same as ordering Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's its own kind of genre. It's its own subgenre. This but is Mexican. Right. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, it's not Mexican food. It's like Mexican inspired. <laughs> but I Chinese will Chinese ingredients. I will say though, I feel that the Chinese Mexican places attempt to produce Mexican food. They just they don't. It's not authentic. But I feel like Taco Bell is just they just it's attempted separate, some yeah. shit. Uh, is this a New York thing? I don't. Maybe it is. Maybe it's all around the country. I don't know. But I will say this. Throw this out there for our non-New York audience. Uh, in New York, all the Mex- uh, a great number of the Mexican fast food places are run by Chinese people, and the Mexican people are running the pizzerias. Yeah, is that a New York? Of- is that a New York thing, or is that I think everybody? it's a South Brooklyn thing, or even because I all the Mexican places around me here are authentic Mexican spots. You live in a, like, like a. One of the more upscale parts of Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I live in a, in a far more. Uh, but even in Williamsburg, I feel most of the Mexican spots were. Authentic. In my neighborhood, I think it's also most of the Mexican places are actual, like authentic. Mm-hmm. Like you go in there and it's actual Latino. Yeah, people. I haven't really had Chinese Mexican in, in quite a while. Like since living, me and Sid lived together, yeah. there was that was our only option was just this one Chinese Mexican spot. But the pizzerias are. All around New York City and all five boroughs are have a Mexican staff now. That is yeah, true, that but is, I think yes. there are Mexican staff trained by Italians. Oh, sure, know? the places are owned by yeah. Italians, but they just don't feel like working in the shop anymore. Yeah, yeah, I feel I find that even in like the any sort of like there was a, a 
this pierogi place that it was just being run by Mexicans. But I mean, it's it's authentic Polish pierogies. Yeah, I had a you know, gyro. Just, they just teach them the Mexican guy how to do the pierogies. I guess it's really just it's not it, you know it doesn't matter your ethnicity. It's just who is will like what is the accessible cheap labor. And in New York City, it just unfortunately happens to be Mexican people or, or, or people of uh, Latino descent. Central American people are the backbone of the entire restaurant industry here. And yeah. I tell you, the highest of the high-end restaurants to your generic takeout places, you go into the kitchen and it's almost exclusively those folks. They work really fucking hard. And now we've been t- this is show you how long we've been doing this show is that I think I've spoken about this on the air, that in New York City, the Mexican American population is largely uh, non English speaking immigrants. Uh, like, as, you, as opposed to when you go to Los Angeles, there, you know, there's like Chicanos and like they're like integrated into society. They speak perfect English. Some of them don't speak Spanish very well. There's a whole Mexican American community there that's interchangeable with native, like, you know, um, like fifth generation Americans and all that in New York, it was never like that. And I remember making that distinction. Like you'd always see like indigenous Mexicans who just move here. And now that's, this is like 14 years later, we've been doing this show. Now their kids are like grown up and there yeah. is much more of a Chicano, like, like a community in New York city. It's very weird. Like you'll, I never, I almost never saw a Mexican person speaking like fluent English in New York city. It's not an exaggeration until like two or three years ago. And now there's all these teenagers and 20 year olds that speak perfect English. And it's like, it's just a new phenomenon in New York city. I think. I don't know. I grew up like, I think in my generation, I had it uh, just a few here and there, but it's just those the kid, the first generation American uh, kids of Mexican immigrants. Right. Basically. It just didn't happen here as early as it did over there because we're nowhere near as close to Mexico yeah. as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I think a lot of it was also I feel like there was a lot of uh, Puerto Rican immigrants here in New York oh, yeah. too. Oh, that's good for a hundred years. So far. yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, Puerto Puerto Rico. I mean, New York is like Puerto Rico North. I mean, like so much of the culture of Puerto Rico is like woven into the culture of New York that they're indistinguishable. Yeah, it really felt very familiar being in Puerto Rico when I went to San Juan. Uh, when you're in the more uh, modern kind of metropolitan areas as opposed to like the classical stuff, it feels very familiar, like very Bronx vibes. I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico. That trip got coroned. That was like April 2020. The Mets were going to play the Marlins there for us, like a, a real in-season series for the first time. Oh, not the first time. I guess they had done it a few times, but. They were going to play a series there, and I said, I'm going to take my mother. And then coronavirus happened, and they never they never rescheduled it. Maybe this year, right? No. Well, it's, the it's schedule's schedule already out this year. Been out oh, since okay. August. But it could happen eventually. But I hope if not it, this year, because I'd have to get on a plane. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, no. if, it were, if it were this year, would you have gone? Can you take a boat? Can you take like a cruise? I mean, I have other reasons why. I have a very very busy slate like i'm back in school and stuff so hmm. probably not going to be any trips major trips this year <laughs> maybe hmm. something like you know a day trip somewhere somewhere within driving distance or tra- or, or train distance. well you're not going to fly somewhere for a day trip yeah, well i did that once uh, we went to down to south carolina for one day oh wow on a saturday uh, it was fun 
I mean, did a lot of whatever did uh, South Carolina stuff that we could find. Actually, <laughs> went to a slave plantation. Of like course, a, a historical. No, but I mean, it was like interesting. That doesn't mean you're pro-slavery to walk no, around. No. But there were a contingent of people who clearly were not too bothered by the history of the, of the slave South plantation. Carolina, after all, yeah. it was good for people watching. Let's put it that way. But it was like tourists to South Carolina, but from other far-flung parts of the South, you know, like mm. who wanted us. Well, we're in South Carolina. Cool. Awesome. Let's go see how it used to be in the good yeah, old days. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the good old days, uh, I want to I play this quick clip of uh, Douglas Levison. All right. He's recently popped up on another podcast, uh, the Adam Friedland Show. Who? Uh, Adam Friedland Show is a reworking of a uh, a very popular, controversial podcast called Come Town. Uh, now known as yeah. the Adam Friedland Show, and so it's kind of like this very ironic take on a podcast. And I guess he's doing video now, and he invited. Douglas Levison on a show, and they did like a full length interview, and he posted some clips. I figured we'd watch some of these clips, sure, because we love Douglas Levison. Douglas Levison hit viral fame almost a decade ago now, maybe a longer oh, than a decade more. ago. I feel it was in the first one or two years of this podcast, I would guess. Uh, where uh, oh, yeah! he, he is just uh, viciously. Uh, hazing and heckling the street player uh, about trumpet how terrible player. he is. A trumpet player about what an awful musician he is. And let's be and, fair. He was awful. He was awful yeah. at the trumpet. Let's give Doug some props. Yeah, but <laughs> Douglas Levison just looks like the oddest little New Yorker. And uh, he, 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 we became obsessed with him ever since. And we obviously were not the only ones. He's kind of like a D-level celebrity here in New York. And a lot of people. D for Douglas? D for Douglas for sure, and uh, and Adam Friedland clearly a fan. And so let's play let's play a clip of uh, him interviewing Douglas Levison. Sucker. TM. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's twice a day. Every oh day. my god. Plus Chopra's techniques every day, and that's Who's fifty Chopra? years. Doctor Chopra. Deep oh, Deepak. Yeah. This is fifty years mm -hmm. on January twenty first for me. You do it every morning. Every day. I morning. swear he looks like you he's know, three David feet Lynch tall. Is really into yeah. Him. Well, he. We Have you been to his to institute concert. in Iowa? Yes. Well, that's this right. guy. You were there the in Iowa. Iowa. Looks like if Eugene Merman and Beck had a son. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. did they did they coordinate their outfits? They're both dressed very similarly. Yeah, probably. In my group, I was the first. <laughs> Sid, I think you would like this guy's humor. It's very funny. Okay. Yeah. Which is about two feet up, and about two feet forward. That's the advanced the cities program, and and I can do. He's that. Not doing anything. Well, funny. Can, He's just interviewing Douglas. Wait, 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 wait. wait, you can levitate. Oh, sorry. From... Well, it's called flying. So hold on. Uh, he's saying he can levitate here, Douglas. Let's go Excuse back. Excuse me. Bit. Let's go back a little bit. I was. You I were there the in Iowa. In my group, I was the first legitimate person to go up, which is about two feet up, and about two feet forward. That's the advanced the cities program. And, and I can do that. On you phone. can wait, 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 wait. You can levitate. From... Well, it's called flying. You can fly. <laughs> yeah, not from meditating. Not, not like not like a bird, but enough that you your body. You got the... off the ground. Yes, that's unbelievable. Yeah. About two feet up. Well, 
when we did the world tour of this. Do it right yeah, now. They did a yeah. hundred countries, and they did a thousand cities. A hundred countries for people around the world. They did. I wasn't part of that, but mm. but I'm one of the people who learned. Yeah. Okay? And uh, when we were at the UN. We brought in delegates. A hundred countries nowadays cost like seven ninety nine. Right. Really <laughs> crazy. Grand of the we took out three or four of the best flyers. We had them demonstrate. So there are more people that could do so this. So Douglas oh, yeah. Levinson's head is so low on his body and his torso is so small. Do you think he could suck his own dick? <laughs> it depends how big his dick is. Mm. And I, yeah, I was going to say, like, I can't <laughs> like, envision look at him. him it looks like it's like three inches separating his mouth and his crotch. It's not I, that far of a distance. I think he has a little lead pencil like cat penis. <laughs> Imagine if his dick is like 16 inches long and just hangs to the floor. And that's what gives him all his confidence. Like he wasn't levitating, he just had a boner that lifted him off the ground. If he has a big dick, it's like long, schlubby, and deformed, just like him. <laughs> it's not, it wouldn't even be attractive to like someone who likes penises. It'd be just like it's. It'd be like yeah, like you know, like just yeah, just not just not aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it's large and it's been through a lot. It's a long, long, hard life in New York City for yeah. that penis. He would complain about it. <laughs> By the way, let's just can we just say before we restart the video, this man has clearly lost his mind. I mean, yeah, like, I would think so. He seemed yeah. earlier like he had, although he was an eccentric and a weirdo, he had some tether to reality. Like, yeah. every, everything he's saying in that famous viral clip is valid, it's just being presented in the most obnoxious way. But he's clearly rational and sane. And now he's talking about levitation. What's going on with him? We had them demonstrate. So there are more people that could do this. Oh, yeah. They no, did it at millions. the UN? Yeah. No We way. had a That's demonstration in the United this Nations. Is, this is bupkis. No. No. You can't. <laughs> you can't, you can't fly. Yes, you can. Wait, you, you believe in ghosts? Like, no, you, you do believe it. in spirits? Yeah. Do it. And ghosts? I'll tell you a great story about that. Duh. He'll tell a great story. Up to Plymouth. This is a little bit a little bit too boogie-woogie for me. No, no, went up to Salem. Massachusetts? Up in Salem. Uh, for me, I'm like really blown away by how how far down his head, like just this his body shape. It's very odd to me. Yes. Yeah. It's very very odd. Like his head is seven eighths of his body. <laughs> yeah, and like he's just hunched over. He's like permanently hunched to where he's his own like quato. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. They have Shifty Shortcake said his memory is going, so he yeah. thought his name was Douglas Levitation. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, like, we've mentioned Joe Franklin on this show yes. before. I feel like most people don't know who he is, but if you ever Googled it because of us, you would see that this show, this interview, is what it was like watching Joe Franklin yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> it's just a, a rational, good interviewer, normal guy, funny guy, interviewing a complete whack job. <laughs> that's what the joe franklin show very like a very like if you took a guy steeped in the entertainment industry who's savvy knows how to do an interview knows everything about entertainment and history and just for no reason is talking to complete weirdos that was the joe franklin <laughs> dusty rose muffler says doug levison looks like a jewish paul bearer yeah that's pr i think i remember saying that before too yeah he's, he is paul bearer if he was jewish Even excellent observation oh yeah. He's like Paul Bearer without the Ooh. need for the makeup. 
Yeah. Yeah. Save money for Vince McMahon <laughs> to bribe uh, to uh, extort women into sex. They had Jackie Gleason in front of the Port Authority. Good, very funny guy. And they have Mary out in Minneapolis tossing the hat. They have Samantha in the square. So he and I want to do some meditating before we're going to head back into Boston. Mm. Okay. We drove in. To Can we go back for a second, please? Because he just turned into Mike Francesa for a split second. Did you catch him? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a New York thing. Hat, they have Samantha in the square. So he and I want to do some meditating before we're going to head back into Boston. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's <laughs> exactly the same delivery. Graveyard. Mm-hmm. And we started meditating. And I swear. Okay. They said, get out. <laughs> they told me and my best they friend. They saw you floating? No, no, no. We were sitting doing program. TM. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said, get out. You're disturbing our rest. TM is transcendental meditation, by the way. Thank you, Rob. So the ghost else said this to you. Public space? We looked at each other and we said, that's it. We're out of here. <laughs> that's scary. No. But they're not, you shouldn't be scared of that them. That was their place of rest. Yeah. And we were going in there by diving into this dimension. We were disturbing mm. them. And they said, like, out. Yeah. Simple so, enough. So we not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, there are other dimensions. Sure. And and depending on the sincerity and clarity of the person, these there are people who are sensitives. There are people who are mediums, and some people really do have the ability. And there are larges like Robert Pasabini. Oh, somebody yeah. on the other side. I'm a 2XL baby. <laughs> Bro, let's see. Uh, this, this one more whatever his what? name is. Let's get, uh, you know, obviously. He shot to notoriety after the that viral video came out. And a lot of I think a lot of New Yorkers. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just noticing now the caption for this says Douglas Levinson. Yeah, a lot of people make that mistake. But this guy had him on the fucking show. You'd think he'd have the exact name right. Are we the wrong ones or is he wrong? That's Levison for sure. That's what I thought. It, but the, you know, it's a much more common name to say yeah. Levinson. So. I think we've done. I've said that when we were first getting to know the Douglas Levison oeuvre, I feel like I said Levinson a few times. I think took, all of us did. Yeah, It took a while well, to adjust. It's Levison. It's Levinson. Yeah, it's I feel like Levinson. if we had him on the show, we would have, from that point on, for sure known. <laughs> but we've, we're very attention to detail oriented here. Yeah, I guess this guy maybe not a lot so of New Yorkers. You know, artists, an artist respects the silence. It serves as the foundation of creativity. That's such a beautiful. You obviously, don't have the talent. You don't Nugget have enough wisdom. respect for yourself or other people, or what it is to express yourself. He looks like he's and aged thirty years. Really, in the form of creativity. Video. He really does. And I'm a well, NYU film school graduate. Sucker, sucker. Walk us through the day. The, the response was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing took place on. What was that year? I'm that still you know like, it does not. This he looks like a puppet, like, like <laughs> sitting in this chair. They did that wide shot, like his leg. I don't understand how his torso attaches to his legs. You know, he's, like, he's the. I just love his demeanor in in this interview too. Like he, not just how he sits and looks, but like how he's talking. He's so he's stoned. Like, Oh, but also he's he like so fucking calm. he's like Gore Vidal talking to Dick Cavett, like as if he'd done some, <laughs> yes. something important or written some very influential <laughs> book. You, know, you were in a fucking viral video yelling like a dummy. But he, clearly his whole life he he's that thought he was Gore Vidal talking to Dick Cavett, and it's just finally yeah. other people are seeing it. Yes. Uh Shifty Shortcake says. Yesterday's Mike Francesa is today's Douglas Levison. Ah. Who are you, kid? <laughs> Who are you? 
holidays was the Monday holiday of the indigenous people Columbus. Mm-hmm. So it was October 14th that happened to be a magnificent day. Yeah. Okay. So we're down okay. at Wagner Park, south of where I live in Battery Park City. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of discussion about redoing Wagner Park. And this guy is blowing this. Now we know just, where we live. You don't hear him. Right. But it was just absolutely awful. And my attitude about it was that I went up to him and I said, like, can this? Mm-hmm. Now, some people thought that it had something to do with it being in front of the Jewish Museum. Mm-hmm. It did not. But that's just happened. To it be had with nothing to do with that. It's a lovely museum. And Uncle Bob Morgan was part of that. But uh-huh. no, it was just the level of breaking the silence down there on a very special day. On Columbus Moreover, Day. For those of us who have lived <laughs> through the 9-11. Mm-hmm. Okay, my friend and I were down there a couple the of years plus at the time that happened. So we have a real sense, an intellectual and feeling type mm-hmm. sense as to the experience that we lived through. And somebody coming around making that kind of racket is just not going to happen. So, yeah, so you, so, so you playing uh, trumpet on Columbus Day is disrespectful to 9 <laughs> 11 To the victims of 9 11. Yeah. It's only one month away, Sid. <laughs> this is probably on 10 11. Last month's 9 11 is today's Columbus Day. <laughs> and somebody oh coming around God. making that kind of racket is just not going to happen. So, you, you, you think that space should be about uh, reflecting on the attacks right. of September 11th? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, was he even as the years at have gone the spot by, at all or anywhere you know, near? Well, he said something yeah, he about said him was. his friends were. I don't really understand what he's claiming he was doing there. Well, he, he lives was, there. He was saying it's in Battery Park City, so it's around. It's around Ground Zero. He had his valise or whatever that bag was that he was carrying around. <laughs> it probably came from whatever shitty job he has. Uh, Shifty Shortcake says, "Breaking news: Columbus was behind 9-11. <laughs> I walk Cameron up on stage in 2004. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? You know, I mean, I heard the first one. Mm-hmm. And it was, I've never heard a sound like that ever. Yeah. Okay. Not even the trumpet. And beyond. Mm-hmm. He saw the second one. He went to go park. Your friend. The yeah. Yeah. And he saw the second one fly over South and Avenue. It was crazy. It's a nightmare. When I went to meet him <laughs> at 1030, the one went down. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to him, I had the Ringo Starr silver streak in my beetle haircut. Oh, okay. Okay. So we waited till the parking was up and go back to the house. They were taking everybody to Jersey. We stayed. Mm-hmm. And the trucks by that night were a block long. And Tuesday, Wednesday, I got out. Checked everything out, got up into the village, made my way back. Nobody was getting in around. I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did you how did you get it on foot? I just hoofed it. I went yeah. up the Esplanade by the water and then made my way over to the village. <laughs> yeah, and dropped off the mail and talked to people. There were no planes. Could you imagine? You're like in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was magnificent. <laughs> Looking at the wreckage of 9/11, and you see this person emerge from the cloud of soot. You must think that there was like an alien invasion. And it wasn't a terrorist attack. It was like a spaceship landed in Manhattan. Run for your fucking life. Douglas Levison is like, like if you chemically assembled everything it means to be a New Yorker and then like exposed it to toxic waste. <laughs> That's Douglas Levison. Yeah, if you like incubated it in the East River, <laughs> and then it just emerged. Yes. I- He's I've like never... a, he's like a kaiju of New Yorkers. <laughs> I've never wanted to see someone naked more and for a less 
and it, it be not sexual at all. But I'm so yeah. curious what this man looks like naked. Morbid curiosity. Seriously. I think there is an 85% chance you would not see his pecker at all. <laughs> at least 85 He could be a, he's like a total Ken doll, you know, just no. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's there. Like his gonads exist, but they're just covered <laughs> his gonads by, like, that's the show title. The gonads exist, but they're just retracted. They're just the, he, his body is so deformed that you just wouldn't. They wouldn't penetrate outside his body. Listen, <laughs> I had closed the windows the night before. I went and got Bob Dylan's album that came out at midnight I on September Dylan. 11th. I love Dylan. I still have the receipt that stated midnight. Oh, 9-11. Yeah. So do you think that that was a How did he get on to 9-11? Because of the trumpeter. The trumpeter was, was offending 9-11, remember? Oh, 9-11. Yeah. So now this so this explains why he talked about walking Bob Dylan to the stage. He was so offended because he bought a Bob Dylan tape on 9-11. Right. <laughs> so do you think that that was a coincidence? Or I think that cause it. This is like the most extreme version of it, but I feel like there I feel like there is something like this in like a lot of New Yorkers. I see this all the time, a very provincial attitude about 9/11. Like how I lived here when this happened. Like yeah. how dare you like you're not paying sufficient uh reverence to 9/11. I think he's just doing something that a lot of people do. It's frankly like a little bit annoying honestly. Like I live sure. I agree and I feel like uh people that don't live in New York do this and that's even more annoying mm-hmm. to me, yeah. you know. Uh, it's like it's less annoying than when it's someone who's not from New York. I will say that. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's a, it, I get your point, and I did live here. And if someone does legitimately do something offensive, it does bother me. But like guys just playing a trumpet, I feel like yeah. it's whipped out at the most inappropriate, like unnecessary times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's times when September 11th comes, like the day itself, like you can't. You can't do anything. It's like you're at a funeral. Like if you do something fun on 9-11, <laughs> sometimes, especially in the early year, like not so much now as much anymore, but yeah, but still sometimes. Now like it's January people, instead. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's exactly the same phenomenon. But at least people like fucking died on like 3,000 people. Died. Yeah. One dummy well, that was rioting died on uh, January Well, 6th. people died on January 6th, just not at the Capitol, right? Just of COVID. Yeah. yeah, of COVID, drug abuse, and like one yeah. idiot got herself shot by a cop, and that's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it's weird because I also feel like this year was the first year that I really saw hardcore, full on meme jokes about 9 11. Like, like yeah. you know, uh, it's no longer too soon. It's been right. 22 years is the is the, uh, the the cutoff of where it's no longer too soon to make jokes. It was always like, I mean, maybe the first year. After that, the 9-11 jokes were mostly kind of funny. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I mean, hey, I was making 9-11 jokes on 9-11. So it's uh, the, that's oh, how I deal. That's how I deal with tragedy, okay? I remember uh, Rob and I have a like sort of a, a mutual a, not definitely not a friend, but an acquaintance who's like a hardcore MAGA. He was MAGA before there was a MAGA slogan. You know, he used to play softball. He was friends of friends of ours. And I remember when MySpace existed. This before Facebook. I posted a meme. It was like maybe two years after 9-11, three years, something like that. 
and I posted a meme of a, someone photoshopped a giant Hulk Hogan uh, <laughs> in red and yellow, yes, uh, giving the big boot to the World Trade Center <laughs> and the World Trade Center exploding. Honestly, it was like a, what, what, it was it was like a six did? panel cartoon, you know. <laughs> when you said uh, when you said uh, meme started uh, uh, right after nine eleven, this was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. That's the exact meme that I posted. And this guy, <laughs> this guy lost it. Like you are disrespecting the United States. How dare you? Well, think really, it's not funny? you. It's Hulk Hogan. Yes, <laughs> he's the one fucking doing the damage. I'm posting this to show yeah. what an asshole Hulk Hogan is. Like everyone just thought he yeah. lied about being in Metallica. No, he blew up the World Trade Center. This isn't. This isn't uh, Darren. This is Hulk Hogan, right? But here. like, this come on, like, like, and and let's be real. And I'm dropping any pretense of humor here. Like, let's be honest, 100 honest. I lived through 9-11. It sucked. It was scary. It was terrifying. This is such so clearly a fucking joke. And if you look at this yeah. and you don't think this is fucking hilarious, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. This is so funny. Here's how the only people who I, I feel can say this is not funny are people who lost family. Who sure. like seeing seeing images of the twin towers exploding is triggering to them. Totally understand how how it's not funny. But that's the old comedy debate is that like everything's fucking hilarious until it happens to you. So when it happens to you, all right, that's your thing that bothers you. And I understand that, but you can't do comedy and like not hit something with with unless you do the most bland, like Bill Cosby fucking 1980s comedy that's inoffensive to anybody or Jim Gaffigan or whatever. Like everything's gonna offend somebody at some point. Is it funny or not? Even the more like things I don't agree with, like I, you know. Like Norm Macdonald sometimes, like, you know, he's a conservative guy. Like there's been conservative comedians. But if I disagree with it, but if the presentation is good, it's fucking funny to me. Yeah. Get over it. That's your that's your comment to, to the Yeah. World. Like a lot of people picked on the wrong thing with Dave Chappelle, like when he was doing all these trans jokes and like, I think it was in poor taste, some of it, very poor taste. But also it wasn't funny. Yeah. It was just him yeah. standing on a stage, you know, saying slurs about it trans wasn't jokes. People. That's that's kind of what really bothered me too. Right. And he's clearly uh, still funny. Like to me, the rest of the the first couple of specials when he started doing that, the rest, the, the last few, just been straight up unfunny. Yeah, the first couple of them were funny outside of that trans stuff. He just, for some reason, thinks it's funny to just stand there and say slurs. Uh, and I just didn't find I'm like, this is just fucking dumb. Like if you found a way to package this concept in a really funny Dave Chappelle type routine, I would still disagree with it. I'd still think it was like probably harmful, but I would be like, all right, you know what, though? This is fucking funny. And I have some kind of dilemma here. It was was dumb. It was just fucking yeah. stupid. Let's, uh, let's, let's just watch the, the rest of this clip. Now. Sorry, I, we got on the side. No, we got probably on my fault. Oh, 9-11. Yeah. So, do you think that that was a coincidence, or it just happened? The attacks weren't a response to so the. I'm, I'm on my bicycle <laughs> that night of the Monday, the tenth, to go get his album at midnight on eleventh. Right. They were having a private party for Madonna at Tower Records, so that was out. So I, I walked Madonna up on stage. 
<laughs> Could you imagine Doug Levison riding a bicycle? I can't. Like, how is this possible? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Can you imagine Doug Levison riding Madonna? Riding Madonna. Yes. <laughs> I think that's in the sex book, actually. Oh, <laughs> that's the mask. Yeah, there's a gift box for uh, for the for the sex book that includes some deleted pages. <laughs> the album with the How do you even mount right him? Around midnight. <laughs> no, he does the mount. The last thing I saw it's like a gargoyle. Madonna's a big star. She wouldn't let him climb on her. <laughs> She's riding that for sure. I bicycle that night of the Monday, the tenth, to go get his album at midnight on the right. eleventh. They were having a private party for Madonna at Tower Records. That was out, so I wound up up at Union Square, got the album with the receipt dated right around midnight, into the eleventh. The last thing I saw was one thirty-seven on the clock at the ferry terminal on the way home, and mm-hmm. I closed the windows. I came home and I said it's raining, and that's mm-hmm. what saved our house, because when I went out the next uh, Wednesday after what happened on Tuesday, the next day Wednesday. What is he talking about? You're right. I'm lost. I mean, it was an amazing experience. I need Cliff's notes for this. The point being that in terms of the attitude that we take, you shouldn't be making noise. Right. Oh, my God. It was a beautiful afternoon. Oh, so the the trumpet guy was... See, he lost me. I got to say, pause it. I feel that when I... my Without context, when I first saw the famous Douglas Levison clip, my position was he's like Mark B. He's correct. 100% 100% correct, but his presentation is a little suspect because I agree. I, I I just thought he was saying, shut the fuck up. People are just trying to get home from work. They don't need to hear yeah. your untalented bullshit. And he said it in a bit of a pompous way, like, I'm better than you. I'm a musician. Fuck you. But I agree with this guy's point. There's a lot of times I'm on the train. I want to hear these fucking guys playing any yeah. instruments. Shut the fuck up. He had me in the fold. Yeah. Now he's losing me with this 9-11 shit. Like, this is attaching something. Well, maybe he's retconning. Was supposed to read this guy's mind and know, like, the <laughs> I think he's retconning. I think he's yeah, retconning. Yeah, it's possible. Really was. possible. Yeah, yeah I, think right. he, I think what you're saying, Darren, was the original thing, but he doesn't want to come off like a, a jerk, so he came up with this whole experience. I think this makes it worse. He's yeah, only 100%. making it worse with this bullshit. I think two things. Well, if if he was so worried about 9-11, that would have been the first thing he said to this Yes. Guy, like, we're in the ground zero. Yeah. And secondly, I think he feels like he is on the, the the William F. Buckley show here, and he needs to pump himself up and have some yeah. kind of deep, profound thing that he's saying. So he's just making this shit up. Yeah. Let's hear a little more of this. It's almost over. No idea that this big, tall guy was sitting there, an iPhone on his lap, uh-huh. and he was taping this. I absolutely no idea this yeah. was going on and so i just you know let loose with this you know from a real like, intellectual do you think what, what, what have you gotten to that level before or is that was that just a moment yeah. in time that was this, just this random was completely yeah yeah you no know, just something that came up i mean uh-huh. i just felt very strongly about the circumstances and i let it rip about the attacks yeah, yeah. well <laughs> not just that but what he was doing he just I mean, you're stumped. talking about this many you're talking about this now over 12 years later. Right. But the idea of what that resonates throughout our neighborhood forever, uh-huh. that never changes. Oh, yeah. my but God. But there's a moment in the video I got to ask you about. This is a very underrated moment in the video. You check your phone in the middle of the rant. And you will never be anything. Never. I don't remember How that. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? You miserable, mediocre nothing. 
Yeah, he looks like me. <laughs> he does. He looks like of you know. I mean, he looks hideous, but he looks like maybe a thirty-five to forty-year-old hideous man there, and now he looks seventy-five. Seriously, like what happened? He doesn't look old in the first. He, he looks he, terrible, but he doesn't look mm, old. He looks How more confusing old? than old. There's so yeah. much else to wonder about yeah. that age doesn't even come up in your mind <laughs> yeah. when you first see him. I think but what happened. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's sort of like looking at Cthulhu. Like you can't process <laughs> the, the human mind can't interpret his visage. You know, like you can't. Yeah. You, you don't know. So maybe part of your brain goes, "That's oldness." You know, but there's nothing. Like he doesn't have any features of an old man there. He's just like. And now he just looks like withered emo Phillips. Yeah, it's just it's, it's very yeah malnourished, but also fat. Like I don't know. Like a strange. vampire that went out in the daylight. <laughs> It's very unsettling to look at him. He's been blanched of any any color. Know. You don't know. I really don't know. It was probably it one of those chicks that were like, "I'm okay. see, I'm watching you on YouTube right I now." Don't know. No, maybe. But, but it, apparently, <laughs> that served as a real <laughs> interesting break in this whole. Yeah, drama. it's, it's a, people and, have really analyzed those forty five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, right. Like uh, broken down by the second. Right, and the the one thing that people don't know is that right. When he finished doing the taping, the kid almost ran me over with his bike. He did. Yeah, he just missed, and that was something else. He tried to go kamikaze see. you with the bike. Right. That's, yeah, that's the term for which it. which yes, would exactly. be a reminder of the Second World War, wow. which would I also mean, be. <laughs> people came over on the Mayflower. On the Mayflower. Yeah. What? I, I am on that side of my. Family. But you're Levinson. Yeah. Ah, uh, he got it wrong. But he agreed with him. Oh, maybe he mis misheard. Well, that's you can. I wow. believe there's way more to the interview. And you went uh, to see this live, Rob? Let's go. No, I should not see this. this Why not? I would have. Get. We need a picture of you and Douglas Levinson <laughs> together. Just the 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 tall guy, short guy, Laurel and Hardy of it would be incredible. We could put that on a T-shirt and sell it for a profit. Uh, okay. Yesterday's t-shirt price is not today's t-shirt price, Rob. So it looks like this is a whole like one hour interview. Well, you're not going to have Douglas Levinson come by and then only talk to him for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you can get that. Uh, just do a little search for the Adam, uh, the Adam Freeland show ghost of Adam's future. That's the episode title for that if you want more douglas levison in your life oh uh min the cool dude says he's lighting up for rob or they're lighting up for rob cheers cheers min i assume it's a he if there's dude in the name no mm -hmm, mm -hmm. probably why assume because i like to make an ass out of you and me it's my favorite thing to do rob mm. <laughs> so do we want to talk about this vince mcmahon yeah, I just want to read what Dusty no. said about uh, Doug Levison. He's like Uncle Junior in The Sopranos when he gets dementia at the end. Like, Remember, we had this thing. We were in this thing together. It's like, the fuck you want, a boutonniere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Niazi. Been the cool dude is Niazi. Uh, oh, Niazi, welcome back. How the hell are you doing? Hello. Where is he from? India, right? Oh, no, Saudi Arabia? I think that sounds right. I believe 
Were you from Saudi Arabia, Niazi? Refresh our memory. And then you were going to college, baby? Yeah, I was going to college in Indiana. I think I remember that. Well, he'll get back to us. But very one of our longtime Hall of Fame yes. listeners. Saudi, Saudi that's Arabia. Right, yeah. Saudi Arabia. I think Barat was the. Ah, yes. That was. Yes. <laughs> Bless. What's, who was the guy that was from Bhutan? We had a listener from Bhutan. I don't remember. I don't know. I think that was just a one time email we got. So I don't remember the name. No, that guy added me on Facebook. Oh, That's wow. The, I started to see all these Bhutanese like uh, posts and stuff and nice pictures of the countryside and everything. He would just be like stuff we would do, like a selfie, like, hey, I'm just out with my friends. And there'd be these rolling hills and mountains and shit. Wow. I was like, Jesus Christ, this country is beautiful. If you're thinking about taking a trip there, just wait till next year, please. I'm going to, yeah, especially Bhutan. <laughs> Imagine mountains everywhere. It's like tempting fate. <laughs> I mean, I don't, on, the, not, on the plus side, you could plan to, so far ahead, you get a good deal. Yeah, you'll just see me writing on social media. I'm going to Bhutan, guys, and flying the plane myself. <laughs> see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Had three flying lessons. In case yeah. anyone missed last week, I had a, a vision once when I was a teenager that I was going to die in a plane crash when I was 49, and I just turned 49 this year. So there's a running joke that I'm not going on any planes this year, which may turn out to be true. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, I agree. Although there could be some circumstances that do compel me to get on a plane, I would attempt to avoid it if possible. You got to uh, laugh uh, at me? Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> Shifty Shortcake. Breaking news. 3D was behind Bhutan's forthcoming 9-11. Oh, that's going to be really impossible because <laughs> I will be nowhere near the country due to me not getting on a plane. Cue the Photoshop I, of Hulk Hogan doing a leg drop on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and Darren, it's not that I'm making fun of you. I just think that's a silly excuse not to travel all year. That's all. You're, you and I mock you. you. No, no. <laughs> you don't suffer from OCD. You're a very rational, together, stabilized person in that aspect of your life. You don't. You don't know where my compulsions lie. We oh, have different compulsions. Dan. What are they? So then you shouldn't laugh at mine if you have some. And I don't. I'm also playing it up for the show. Like I said, Same. I, would, I would get on a plane. That's what we do. We play it up. We play yeah, it up, I folks. Uh, so the Vince McMahon story, uh, basically, it's very melodramatic, uh, <laughs> I would say. Yes, it's like a soap opera, 100%. Uh, and so last year, when we last left Vince, he was essentially forced out of the company, like very politely told to resign. And he did resign and retired. He said he retired, blah, blah, blah. But it's because all these allegations started surfacing that he paid off women uh, who, some of whom were performers on screen and uh, it did not look good. And allegedly there are more allegations that we, as the public don't know about that the board of directors know about. Uh, anywho, so Vince stepped down while still maintaining uh, the largest amount of stock in the company. He owns basically 80% of the voting stock and like 30% of actual stock, but his shares of stock have more voting power. So he basically has 80% of the voting rights for the company. Uh, 
So then I guess late last year, uh, 2022, uh, he decided that it was a mistake for him to retire and that he could have uh, ridden out the allegations and he was planning a comeback. And basically everyone in the company was like, we don't want you back. And he was just like, hey, I got the, the most voting shares. So uh, you better bring me back because right now the company is in the best position it possibly could be to be sold. And the reason is because they have very high television rights and their television rights contracts come up next year in 2024. So this year they're negotiating their television rights. And a lot of industry analysts are saying some of the companies they're negotiating with, like, for example, NBC Peacock uh, or Comcast, who owns NBC and Peacock and Universal, uh, they already give WWE so much money for the rights to their shows, for the rights to the stuff that airs on Peacock, that it would make more sense for them in the long run. It would be more profitable just to buy WWE outright so they no longer have to pay these licensing fees. They'll just own the company. Uh, then there's other companies as well that, that could be uh, potential suitors like Disney. They're always buying up these companies that they want these you know, it makes you could see how it makes sense. Uh, some other companies, and so Vince McMahon basically sent a letter like, "Hey, this is a very important year for WWE. You're going to be negotiating your new media rights. You're going to be uh, you're at a point where you're the ripest for a sale. And I think the best course of action is to have me back leading the ship. And the, and 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 I just want to point out that if I'm not leading the ship, uh, then. I will not approve any such sale oh. its contract. Okay. And so the board of directors responded back like, hey, we don't think it's in the best interest of the shareholders for you to come back, especially because there's other allegations that still haven't been made public yeah. that could damage the company. And we're we're totally down for you to be a part of the negotiations as long as you promise not to come back to the company. And he responded, Oh, hell no, bitches. <laughs> uh, but much more polite and legalese, of course. Uh, and, and not only that, surprisingly, not only does he want to come back onto the board of directors, he wants to bring back the former presidents of the company, uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, whom he fired uh, like five years ago because they disagreed with his vision for their over-the-top network. They wanted to keep the WWE Network its own thing, and he felt that they were missing out on money by just licensing the network to somebody else. And ultimately, I have to say, he was right, because they got way more money from Peacock to license their content than they were making selling it directly to their audience. And on top of that, they have a much larger audience for all of their events on Peacock, because Peacock is a greater network. But now he's saying he wants to bring those two back because they would be best suited to help in these negotiations, which is very interesting. Isn't it? Can I pause right there for a second? Like you, okay, he wanted to go to Peacock. They wanted to continue to have their over the top, their own streaming network. Mm -hmm. So they he fired that. Like that seems like just something you could disagree with. And then like, okay, but I was, uh, I, they felt strongly <laughs> enough about it where they were like, look, I don't think there is a, Maybe they felt like, look, I don't think this is the right strategy for this company, and I wouldn't be in a, you know, it was probably at a impasse. I see. Uh, where they put their foot down, and so he, pro he they probably gave him an ultimatum, and he took the ultimatum. Yeah. He's like, get the fuck out of here. 
Uh, but now he's saying they're the best. So th- here's what's happening. That's three people that he's adding onto the board, himself and the two former presidents. That means three people had to have been removed from the board, which he did. And he had the legal right to do because, again, he is the top shareholder. And after that, two additional members of the board resigned, one of whom was the person put in charge by the board to do the investigation. No, the investigation into these sexual assault allegations. Uh, So Sable's still on the board? It said, but all well, what's interesting is when Vince McMahon said he wanted to come back, the board of directors responded back to him. Oh no! Sorry, Rob. The board of directors responded to him saying, "We unanimously think this is a bad idea." And on the board of directors is his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, Mm -hmm. and his son-in-law, Triple H, and Nick Khan, the guy that he brought in to replace the former presidents who negotiated these awesome deals. Uh, and he's saying that uh, Vince McMahon is saying that he does not he's not interested in coming back and, uh, you know, changing the managerial structure, because right now Triple H is essentially running the creative side. Stephanie and Nick Khan are running the business side. He's saying they could still do that. I just want to come in to negotiate these contracts. But no one's believing him. <laughs> you know, everything's it's bullshit. Anyway, it's insane. It's like it's literally the show secession on hbo yeah this this exact storyline is basically what that show is but it's real life and it's fucking crazy oh and so analysts are saying the reason he's doing this is because he doesn't want there to if he sells the company he'll no longer be the majority shareholder so he wants to sell the company to someone that would position it in a way where he would still be the one in charge that's why he wants to be in charge of negotiations and it actually came out uh, in what would be the funniest uh, outcome of this, that another potential suitor is the Saudi Arabian government, <laughs> is the the Saudi Arabian, like whatever they call it, like their entertainment fund, like wh- whoever owns the, that, that controversial golf league, mm-hmm. like whatever, you know, front owns uh-huh. that, like they would be interested in purchasing WWE. Wow. Which I think would be the absolute funniest outcome. Niazi is psyched about that. At least he probably gets a cut of those profits. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Niazi. So that's the Vince thing. Wow. So where's it at right now? Is he back or is it still? He's back. Yesterday, he uh, he, for- he forced himself back on the board. Yikes. So now, now they're saying they're going to negotiate. They're saying there's no sale. Like. They, they're open to be sold mm-hmm. and they're negotiating, but there's no sale. There might not even be a sale. Yeah. There might not be anything. Can we just say what a slimy, disgusting human being he is? Like, he's oh, yeah. Such a pe- and I know this is not breaking news or anything, <laughs> but he's such a piece of shit. Like, everything he does, he can't do anything without being a piece of shit. Like, the smallest thing he can't do without being a piece of shit. Just amazing. Was he Peace. always this way, or did he slowly turn into his like on-screen character in real life? No, like he put like the way that the WWF became prominent was because he bought up every territory or or went into their territory and put them the fuck out of business. Like he stole. Yeah, every, he was always this way. He's a piece of shit. Just like I think the advancing technology allowed him new and different ways to like be a piece of shit. Mm, fair. But he's always like the been... Jimmy Snooker stuff was in the eighties. You know that was. Right, and he, the murder. 
And then he knew, and he covered up Fabulous Moolah being a pimp for all the fucking yeah. uh, female wrestlers True. and everything. Yeah, and, and his ring announcer, he knew his ring announcer was uh, sexually abusing ring boys and didn't really do anything about it until the cops started sniffing around. Pat Patterson was, uh, right? Wasn't he had a molestation scandal or something? Uh, well, he's kind of like tied into that. It's It's a gray area on how involved Pat Patterson is. Okay. Uh, some people say he is. Some people like I. I can't say one way or the other, but he's de- Pat Patterson has definitely had some uh, allegations made against him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Roddy Piper being the most famous person uh, to right. make some allegations against him, which it, it, I, I've looked into it, and it's like conflicting things. Like there'll be ones where he's like in serious despair about like how. Uh, Pat Patterson uh, made advances towards him, and uh, and then there'd be ones where he said like, "Oh no, I, I was exaggerating." I think I'm not sure. I think that there might have been one where he he uh, he recanted. He, he recanted, yes. Oh. Oh. But he had a fucked up. Uh, he like for some reason, Roddy Piper is just one of those guys that uh, se- male sexual predators found attractive. He's a very he, handsome man. He yeah he was a handsome young man as well and and he had some stories of rape occurring uh, which were not cool and sexual abuse which were not cool mm-hmm. as opposed to the ones that are cool. Well, it's interesting because later, like Darren and I would always tell us some cool rape stories. Well, it's no, like when, no, no. when James Dean rapes you. It's not it's not good, but it was cool. He was such a cool guy. You know? The actor or the right. porn star? That's not <laughs> well, James That's Dean, the porn star. Probably, I think he was. Was it he ever? Did yeah. he have rape allegations? Yes, he definitely yeah. did. So there so that's go. why I was uh, not that guy. I meant the movie star. Okay, he didn't. Uh, really no, the reason him. I'm saying it is interesting because before I really looked into this, uh, when Roddy Piper in like the late 90s would be in WCW, he would always have with he would be like flanked by this like younger mm-hmm. uh guy always who wasn't a wrestler, and we would always be like, Is that like his like boyfriend or something like who is this guy who, like what are you talking about who says roddy that? piper oh okay uh and and i remember at the time darren you and i would question us like is roddy piper kind of like on the dl <laughs> so it's interesting that like he very much wasn't he was like married at the time he had well, i mean he could have been it was homophobic too he he would make yeah he would make weird uh homophobic uh jabs uh but then also uh, he had this very uh un un nice past <laughs> <laughs> like, right? I mean, when I got like the very dramatic if you have the misfortune with, uh, with, with to be molested male. by a, a male sexual predator, I'm not yeah. going to say that excuses uh, being homophobic, but I kind of understand where your head's at, at least. Right? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, let's see what else. Well, I just want to say also, like, AEW must be like they licking their chops to see Vince McMahon coming back because they've been having a rough time. And like, just to throw that disarray into their competitor, you know, it seems like probably a good thing for them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a very odd situation, I think. Um, but yeah, it could be good. It could be bad. How so? How could it be bad? Well, uh. For a, how could it be bad for AEW? You mean yes. Uh, well, specifically Vince McMahon coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, if the negotiation the negotiations could go in such a way where it would affect 
AEW negotiations, which come up next year as well. But like that's the big the big question right now is would AEW also has their negotiations coming up next year. AEW is the main competitor of WWE. They're a relatively new company. They've only been around four years. Uh, this is their fir- first uh, contract renewal, I believe, or second technically. Uh, and if they they need to get a a rights increase in order to be able to compete with WWE in regards to having uh, enough cash flow for salaries for main event guys. Because WWE like have thirteen percent, thirteen times the budget that WWE, uh, that AEW has. Of course, AEW is owned by billionaires, so yeah. they could take they a loss. Those, they could take the loss, but it is it's trying to be run as a profitable company. Sure. So they need the right, and now they're with Warner, and Warner's doing all these price cuts. All, all like you know, they're they're cutting all these shows. They're they're not exactly spending money right yeah. now. They're right. even talking about ditching the NBA, which is the highest rated stuff on their channels, just because it's not worth. It might not be worth the expense for them. So essentially, AEW could theoretically wind up on like HGTV or something. You know, like they could, you know, just not. Well, I mean, they could. Oh, the, uh, the worst case scenario, AEW is the highest rated stuff on TNT and TBS. The worst case scenario is they they don't get that much of a contract increase. I mean, the w- absolute worst case scenario <laughs> is they get canceled, but they're not going to get canceled because they're valuable to uh, Warner. It's just they might not be valuable at a level where they get the price increase to then be able to start poaching talent uh f- with higher uh, a contract offers. But the best case scenario for them is Vince McMahon comes back, negotiates a great deal for WWE. Uh, it, it influences the market as such that they get the trickle down where they get a great deal because the market has boomed because of this. And then Vince McMahon stays and ruins their show again. That was, well, like- or, or even one better, Vince McMahon negotiates a sale of WWE to Comcast. And so uh, Comcast wants SmackDown to be off Fox. Mm. So, so SmackDown moves to, let's say, NBC, right. uh, which sounds so silly, uh, but it could happen. And NBC doesn't get any ratings on Fridays. Now Fox is left without wrestling properties, and Fox wants wrestling. And AEW's contract negotiations are up, and, and they could end up on Fox. There, There is like a very outside chance that AEW ends up on Fox, and that could be the ba- the absolute best thing for them. They're on network television. Uh, but that, that would, you know, would Fox want to get the number two thing, you know, like, like that would be like, oh, we didn't get the NFL. Let's get the, uh, arena football league on, you know, like would they, well, do it's that? not quite that not big of a gap, thing. right? It is, a, it it's is that big of a gap to us, it, it, but to them, it might be, it is that big of a gap in terms of media awareness, I would say, okay. but, but I think uh you were talking about well can we get the number two thing or can we get zero things you know like you you get if wwe were to leave you know Mm -hmm. and go to somewhere else because of comcast well okay this is still a pretty good league and we can build it up you know what i mean like there's precedent though for that for example when wwe left usa network uh in the early 2000s to go to spike uh ecw was negotiating with usa network with barry diller who we've talked about on the show before uh, uh, in different contexts. <laughs> and uh, ECW was negotiating, and they would have come in at a much lower price. And Barry Diller said, if we can't have the number one, I don't want it. And so they didn't want any wrestling. 
Well, who knows? So who it, 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 there's a lot of factors. But ECW was a, all, as much as, and I went to so many ECW shows. It's got a piece of my heart, and you know, I love ECW. But it was a niche product, like right. AEW is far more mainstream. I agree much more marketable it's than a different ECW. market. But who knows? Um, I want us to talk. Let's quickly talk about this Carrie King thing before we get out of here because it's too funny. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we could have saved it for next week. And the Jericho one. thing too. We got. Well, we gotta get at it. Which one? Which one should we? Whatever you guys want. I don't care. I say we Jericho. We're already on the wrestling theme. I just and, and it's one it six. And one six was mentioned. It's yeah. topical. Okay, we'll save this Slayer thing for next week. It's uh, it's time. Oh, this joke from the roast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those. Okay. It's a whole series of jokes that are all funny to me. Most of them. Okay, let's get them. Uh, oh, oh. So this is from the Ric Flair road. This is from uh, earlier this year, I believe, in uh, in the summer. Right. This is right before. And, uh, Last match. This was remember we talked about his retirement match. So this was like part of they had a whole weekend of events and stuff, you know. Yeah, so the roast was brutal. But yeah, this guy was good. Who was there this? Were some... saying, saying these jokes. Wait, hold on. Could we remember. could we just look at Saucy Kev's question very quickly, Darren? You might have to Oh, okay. Saucy Hey Kev. guys, so I'm newly wet and my wife wants to be circumcised. Should I do it? Uh, that's a personal decision between you and your wife. Um, if, uh, I would say, well, can I get some more information? Like what, why does she want you circumcised? Yeah. And, um, is the sex bad without the circumcision? Or how do you feel? Are you highly attached to your foreskin? Did she and... spring this on you post wedding or has this been something she's wanted all along? He says, it's like it's in the middle of winter. I'm going to be so cold. Uh, I don't know. Is that, are, are you trolling a little bit? I don't know. Because that doesn't. I never was like extra warmed by my foreskin. Um, Post wedding, she sprung this on him. Had she not seen your dick before the wedding? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did, yeah. Did you not have sex before? Maybe she was just putting up with it. But now that they're comfortable and in a relationship that's bonded by marriage that she feels like she should bring it up, you know? Yeah. Like she thought he'd break up with her if she uh, said it before the wedding, but now it's that they're locked in. Yeah. yeah that's, just, that's what he says. She just wasn't comfortable before saying it. So I would say that is if, fucked up. It's if that is a little fucked up, but I understand like, you don't, you know, that's a, you don't want to insult your partner. Maybe she loves everything else about him, but not his foreskin. Uh, she but doesn't that's, like how it looks soft. Why is she? Yeah. Like, why is your dick soft in front of her all the time? Oh, that's unrealistic. You're gonna have a soft penis in front of your wife. Sometime. Turn the lights out. We'll see. Well, you walk around naked in the house sometimes when you're just you know doing errands or whatever. You come out. Of- <laughs> what errands are you doing naked, Darren? Tell you us know, right now. Maybe you came out of the shower and like you. Oh, I I'm gonna get dressed, but I have to go do this thing, set the alarm, or do something in the house. So you walk and do that before you get dressed. And it's that bad looking that she wants you to have a surgical procedure? That is so fucked up. Well, once he said that, I have to lean on your side, Sid, because that's a cosmetic thing. That that you can get over. That's like you don't like the way your uh, your wife's areolas look or something. That's not not cool. If it's something functional, like she can't have sex with you, I would say that's a that's a fair complaint, you know, but she doesn't like how it looks. I feel like you should stick to your guns on that. I'm I'm generally anti-circumcision. Uh, but but at the same time, I advocate anybody to do with their body what they want. But if yeah. you ask me my opinion, 
don't get circumcised. I regret doing it uh, for many reasons, which I won't bog down the show with right now. I regret doing it. If you could stay intact, I recommend staying intact. But if you really feel a need to be circumcised, you're a grown <laughs> adult, do it. Don't let somebody talk you into it. I would say have a sit down with her, have a nice discussion, and get to the root cause of why she wants you to be circumcised yeah. and see if you can come to some kind of a common uh, common ground. Maybe just like if you know you're going to be soft and naked in front in front of her, just like pull this foreskin back before you pass her. Just yeah. try to proactively make it more appealing looking in the moment so you don't have to go under the knife later. Show on. her. Yeah, like start showing her photos of famous people uh, with foreskin, like those uh, Brad Pitt photos of him what? Uh, on the Wait, balcony. Brad Pitt is uncircumcised? I believe so. That changes and by the way, I ever believed about that man. Hate him I'm now. no longer a Brad Pitt fan. Fuck that. Um, I, I think uh, also this is sort of um, getting to a point that I encountered when I was before I was circumcised when I had sex, which is that a lot of women just really never stay like they never. There's so many people are circumcised in the U.S. where we live and they're they never encountered one and they don't either. They don't watch a lot of porn or that I'd never saw a man with a circumcised penis on video in any way. So it's unusual to them, mm -hmm. but, it, but if I was with them long enough, they would have got, they got used to it. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal. So I think maybe just ex the first exposure to it is like, Oh, this is a little weird. And then it's like no big deal to a lot of women, I would say. But also, I think Kev is trolling us a little, but I don't mind because I think this is, I think this is, you brought up a valid question to talk about, even if it was intentionally a joke. Yeah. Uh, what are uh, some quick reasons you regret uh, the circumcision, Darren? I'm curious. Um, I feel like I, I did it for the wrong reason. Like I, I had a medical condition, which could have been uh, corrected without circumcision. But my doctor was an Orthodox Jew and a good guy. I'm not, but this is just his beliefs. And I kind of went with it without questioning it. So you think he was He's, saying it more because of the religious side and not because of pure medical advice? Not exactly. I think, I think he was saying it because his religion informs him that this is the correct thing. And he advised me to do it because it's the correct thing. But his beliefs come from the fact that he's religious does that make sense yes yes and i also think i have eh, not not incredibly so but i do think i have less sensitivity in my penis since being circumcised maybe oh like, i'm that's i mean that's a confirmed uh, thing but sex feels still great I, it's not like it's ruined sex for me or or jerking off or anything like i i think it's if i would say i would say it went down from like 100 to 95 but it's noticeable it's mm. noticeable. Um, I also have stitches there. Like I, you know, you don't really notice it day to day, but if a, a sexual partner is down there scrutinizing your penis, it's like a little bit of a Franken penis. Um, I just and also principally, has like, anyone scrutinized your penis, there? I would hope so. Yeah, what when when you have sex, Rob? People don't like aesthetically examine, like not examine, like in a doctor's office, but they don't pay attention to your penis. But like, like to the point that they, I, I'm what I'm, I'm sorry. What I mean is like they they called out. No, you have like a Frankenstein. This no. man's wife is telling him it's so offensive that she needs him to have the surgery. People investigate penises, Rob. You I have never had it brought up. I've called attention to it, and then the girl went down there and looked and was like, "Oh yeah, I see this. Oh okay." But like it was never in a negative context. Mm. But oh, I'm insecure. I'm a little insecure. 
Well, but even if they were just being nice, it was never hideous enough for them to go, ah, what the fuck is that? You know, so it's not, it's a little thing, like, well, it's a little thing. It's a little thing, like a, a little noticeable thing, but it's there. But also I think the, the fourth and most important reason is I just think in principle, I liked my foreskin and I got rid of it for a reason that I shouldn't have gotten rid of, rid of it. And it was no pressing real need to do it. And I'm against altering your body in that way. And I shouldn't have done it. And I did it. So that bothers me a little bit. And I would recommend anyone who's thinking of doing this, not going to say don't do it. Just make sure you want this because it's not reversible. Yeah, I feel like I was actually just thinking about this uh, not too long ago, like uh, came into my head. And uh, I think it was because there was a segment actually on Howard Stern about it. Uh, one of the. Uh, the uh, what's his name sal he's having a kid and he doesn't know if he wants to have his kid circumcised and so they had like a expert out like a foreskin expert or whatever uh, just like a doctor talking about it and he said like yeah you would lose all these sensations and, and it does true. hurt what i didn't lose all the sensation like it's it's just all like, these sensations not like all the sensations and then he had like uh, a powerpoint of the different sensations yeah 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 uh but even but at the like and even though sal agreed with him he still said he wanted to get the circumcision because he think he thought it would be weird that his son's dick looked different than his dick this sounds familiar like we may have discussed this on the show before because i've definitely uh anyway so it made me think about it yeah like if i have a son he will not be circumcised you can't i mean it's it's such a body modification people don't realize this like you're doing this to a baby you're doing this to a baby like i know it's culturally accepted you know and it's just nobody even questions it and some people do it some people don't and i know but most people don't have a problem with leaving the baby intact and all that but it's way too culturally accepted to do this to a baby. It's a fucking baby. Like imagine cutting off a piece of their skin from their arm or so, somewhere else. Like I just feel it's cruelty and, but not intentional cruelty. I think the people are well-meaning. Like most of the parents who do that, they don't hate their kids or they're not trying to inflict pain on their baby. Of course not. And I think most of them are good parents. It's just, this is so much in our culture, you know? Absolutely agree. Uh, and it is funny how there's like a kind of men's rights, <laughs> uprising yeah. about this too that's a problem it, bl- it 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 has bad bedfellows with like a lot of right wingers are anti-circumcision and that's unfortunate but they're right on this one point i'm sorry like you know that if they it, i'm not going to oppose it just because some weirdos are also in the same camp you know mm-hmm. saucy kev asks do you have a picture before and after the surgery i don't generally take pictures of my penis i don't think i have a single one. I'm not. I, I. I. I've said this on the show before. I don't have like a particularly impressive penis. I don't think it's tiny. Uh, well, he's like, not looking at it for that. He just wants to see. Well, the no, but this is the reason why I don't take ah, the, the okay. penis. It's like honestly, my penis when it's hard, I'm happy with it. I. I'm. Fun- I used to want to have like an enormous horse cock because I watched. So much <laughs> now I've come to a place where I'm very happy with what I got. It's functional. It's it works, and that's I'm, I'm yeah. Grateful and for the those thing people. you have to realize. Uh, no, I want to add one thing. Uh, when my penis is soft, I have a problem with it. I think I have. I think Sid and I both agreed on this. Like we, uh, my penis is just not it, it. It's a major grower, Rob. I think same. Said, yeah. said in the in the same gay community, and when I go in the locker room, I'm embarrassed to take my pants off because it looks very very small. 
when it's soft. And that always bothered me. If there was something surgery to extend it when it's flaccid, I would opt into that. You can do that with your so hand. So you're now. saying, here, let me ask you this, though, Darren. Uh, you're saying you're embarrassed when it's soft, but like, uh, who cares? Like, like, why are you embarrassed in front of these strangers who you're not going to have sex with? Why, what is embarrassing about them thinking that you have a small penis? Like, are you less of a it's man? A, it's, I think it's a cultural thing that's ingrained in me that I don't want to be mocked for my penis size if they see me only in that state. Like, if a girl... I was going to have sex with would see me in that state. I don't care because I know she's going to eventually see it when I, although I still wouldn't want that to be the first impression. I was going to say, I would feel that would be even more. I, I would be more. But we can uh, discuss it. About you know, I'm not going to discuss it with the guy in the gym. You know what I mean? Like, or in the steam room. But what are that? But I'm saying, like, <laughs> you, who cares about the guy in the steam rooms of it? Why do you care so much about it? If he, I don't really care, I don't really care at that molecular level that you're framing it as. But I do care for me. Like, I don't. I just no, don't no, want to. I'm saying, like, like why embarrass? Like, like why be like? Because I, I had that initially at the gym. Because you know, I go to the, I go swimming, so I do get naked basically at the gym every day because I have to uh, switch in and out of my my uh, swimming trunks and uh and it was something that i was conscious of initially but now i just i, I really don't give a fuck like for me it's more about just being polite like no no one wants to see my junk so I, I, I try to cover up to be polite but that's another i don't care if, if people see my my tiny flaccid penis I'm okay i can't it. i can't believe bro <laughs> i just can't have, i'm not getting off what you asked me but i can't <laughs> believe you have a tiny flaccid penis you're so big, and I always imagine... Are you shaming my, my flaccid penis? We don't know it's no. a shame it. We think you're being falsely modest. Yes, I, I imagine Rob having a... I have one piece of evidence also that... Oh! Circumstantial evidence. I haven't seen it, but it's circumstantial evidence that I think you have a you giant shadow? No, do you want me to... I think I said yes. this on the show before, but I was at a party at Noah's house, and I again, this is not going to a place where I saw Rob's penis, but... Uh, I was, I think we were all drinking or something. Noah's old house in Brooklyn where I was talking to someone else and I heard a snippet of a conversation behind me between Rob and Marina. And Marina said something, and I can't remember this because it was 12 years ago. She said something to allude to Rob having a large penis. How would she know? Maybe he told Rob? her. Maybe they were like, I don't know if she knew you were gay yet. Maybe they were sort of like, uh, you know, um, guys, look, we tell, I, I am glad to show you my flaccid penis. I don't want to. So I don't. We don't have to show it on screen. Now. We don't, we don't need Patreon. to trigger our audience. But I'm not asking I'll this to get show, picked. Uh I'll show you just so you don't have to wonder anymore, and I could prove. Eh, yeah, no, I don't sit <laughs> there. I really like, up I, I'm fine. I'm very. I'm fine with it. It's fine. I, 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 what I was going to say. What I was going to say earlier, uh, uh, where you were like, "Oh, I wanted to have like a, a porn star horse cock." Uh, or well, that's when I was line. really young, though. Right, right, right. And, and I feel like that's a very common thing for young gentlemen to to want. I I had a very similar desire, but you come to learn that you know uh, horse cocks for for most people are not a pleasurable uh, 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 thing to consume. <laughs> You know, well, like can, I interject, can I interject something here? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm exaggerating in flowery language for the show. What I really wanted to have was like an eight or nine inch cock, not a real horse cock. Okay, real. even a nine, even a nine inch dick is, is a lot for for people to take for a bottom to take. So I didn't care. I was uh, about myself. Were, and, and 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 nothing will make you feel better than than browsing the subreddit uh, if you are insecure about it. 
your penis size. Browsing the subreddit, big penis problems, yeah. where guys with big penises talk about all the all Why the do you know about the subreddit, Rob, if you yourself don't have it's, a big penis? It's kind of famous. I remember that. I've seen that. Yeah. Because uh, there were times problem. where I was insecure about my my penis size. I just can't so believe it, that you're like, wonderful. but you're like six eleven. Maybe a small penis on you is like seven inches. <laughs> okay, uh, Darren. You know, let me have my truth. Okay, stop denying me. My <laughs> truth. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. I, Rob has I, body dysmorphia where he thinks he has a small dick. Rob, I'm very it's sorry. Huge. You're 100 percent correct. I apologize. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Now we're way over time. Uh, we had show. fun. We had fun. Are you go pressing uh, so to do something? Uh, we'll just play the Jericho no. clip. Let's do uh, it. How big is Jericho's penis? Oh, well. Does it sag like his uh, weird chest situation? Oh, probably. All right, here it is. Here, here's the the Ric Flair roast, and they talk about Jericho. And, and for context, his wife on January sixth went. To, to the uh, uh, Capitol protest. She didn't go inside she, the building. She did not go inside the building, but she was there, and there were screenshots of photos, and it was like the way she presented these photos, like if you didn't actually look at the photos, it was like a gal's brunch. It's like, oh, what a wonderful Sunday, you know, or whatever it was. What a wonderful, what a wonderful night out with the girls. It's just, oh, we happen to be <laughs> at a protest. Uh, so with that said, in Rick's case, so is alimony payments. <laughs> you know, um, he once told me, he once told me, he said, he goes, you know what? At one time, I owned four houses. I wasn't allowed in any of them, but I owned four houses. Who is this speaking? Do I don't know. know. <laughs> Those he looks like an old wrestler, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nick Bockwing. Speaking of Rick and Money, I know that he was originally considered for the whole million dollar man gimmick that DiBiase ended up with. Can you just imagine, Rick, you and the IRS on the same page? <laughs> so, as you know, Sunday night, we'll celebrate Rick's last match. And then in the wee hours of Monday morning, we'll celebrate Rick's last breath. <laughs> You know, it's amazing, speaking of Sunday, it's amazing that, you know, Rich Wrestling again, considering he almost died in 2017, five years ago. And, as I said, good thing you have car shield, because your tranny might go out. But anyone that's out there that works for American Express or Visa or MasterCard, he did die in 2017. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Look at the people up here. If this group was any lighter, Jericho's wife would storm the Capitol. Is Jericho there? I don't think no. so. And I mean, uh, not only white, but my God, how old is everybody? I think the term that my daughter uses in the kitchen now is washed. You're all washed. Of course, except for Nobs. He hasn't showered since David Manning was relevant. So... He's looking good in that t-shirt, though. As I mentioned, Nasty Boy Nobs is here. If you're looking for sags, check out Conrad's man boots. He's right here somewhere in the Conrad is this podcast that inter interviews all this wrestling. Uh, He's I really love you, Conrad. I'm just kidding around. You know, besides being a successful mortgage broker. By the way, this is Brad Nestler. The sports announcer? Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Who is he? I don't know who that is. He exactly. does like all sorts. He does like college basketball and football. You've definitely you you've one hundred percent heard Brad Nessler. He's like been omnipresent for like the last forty years. Okay. I don't know his name, but he's like a poor man's gym name. He's good. Oh yeah, I guess that's the whole clip. That's those the the Jericho is the highlight. The the Jericho's wife joke. I enjoyed that. It was very good. Good roast. It's a good joke. It would have been better if Jericho was was there to react to it. I mean, yeah, like that was the best two minutes of a like ninety minute painful experience so yeah i'm sure it was yeah no, i watched the i watched the you know the live stream i i love the gasp when he tells the the white joke like all the white people mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good joke but that hits me a little bit yeah. too much you know because <laughs> they're still dodging the feds from when they were actually storming the capital so yep like you got me you got me yes yeah. i am extreme right winger you got me yeah exactly i mean let's be real making a good amount of money uh, not highly educated, uh, severe brain trauma. From yeah. <laughs> that adds up to a MAGA like uh-huh. swap. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, all right. Let's talk about our playlists yeah. every week. We add us each pick a song, add it to our Spotify playlist. We call it the RAP Livecast Music Break. There's a ton of great music in there. And uh, this week I picked uh, God Forbid. Uh, I actually went to go see God Forbid yesterday. They played a uh, reunion show in New Jersey. And it was, a, it was a fun time seeing them and seeing all these people I hadn't seen in a little bit and kind of doing like a flashback to 20 years ago when uh, Metalcore was hot. And like all, he had... Uh, some metalcore bands open for him, Bleeding Through and Nora in particular. Shahilud also opened, but I missed them. Um, uh, and it was a very, it was very, very interesting. It, it felt like a very nostalgic moment. You know, I was very reflective of how I was when I was actively listening to the music when it was just coming out, and now feeling old that it's twenty years later, and I'm here at a nostalgia show for for me. Like you don't really see yourself doing this when actively consuming music as a youth thinking like, Oh, in 20 years, I'm going to be at a, at at this same show, but it'll be a nostalgia show and everyone will just be very old. (laughs) Cause that's the thing. It's like, this was music for the youths in the, in the early aughts. And now those same youths are fucking elder millennials. So it's like everyone's pushing 40 or or older at the show. It, it, It was very wild. And also, I'm such a fucking crank uh, that I didn't say the whole show. The show ended at 1215. I left at like, by like 1130, I'm like, ah, I'll stay for one or two more songs. <laughs> and then I got the hell out of there. You made your I'm appearance. Old. That's fine. I am old. And, uh, but so is everyone else there, right? Yeah. And that's what Wait, I'm saying. Like, don't they know these people want to go to bed? Everyone has the has a babysitter that they want. They need to send home. To be fair, the uh, rest of them actually live in New Jersey, so it's a shorter ride home for them. You're the only one who stayed in the city. Yeah. Well, what's fun, what's interesting is that uh, it was almost the same amount of time it would take me to drive to Midtown was how long it took me to get to this part of Jersey. So it wasn't even that far, but just, you just the wanted idea. just wanted to get the hell there. out of there. Just wanted to get the hell out of Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... and uh, 
I did drop my pot uh, coming into the show, and I almost had a panic attack about that because I, uh, I I basically I put it in like one of these like joint tubes, like a, the plastic joint holder tubes, and then I'll sneak that uh, I'll I'll push that into my shoe, and I guess it popped out of my shoe, and I'm like, I just came in here. How did it fall out? And I'm looking around, and I'm looking around, and I see it, and I see someone just spotted it and was about to go up and grab it and i ran over and i literally did a yoink sorry that's mine (laughs) (laughs) i think i was like oh man i was so close i was so close i was like all right that's mine get away from me it's my weed get out of here go shoot but isn't it legal everywhere now why do you have to hide it like that i don't know some venues are dicks about it better safe than sorry so what song did you pick? So I picked Antihero from God Forbid, uh, from Gone Forever, which was the album of theirs that I enjoyed the most, the album that really got me into them. It's also and, a false title. And, uh, <laughs> fair. Uh, and they were great. They were wonderful. And it was, it was so great to see everyone be happy because I'm sure uh, some of these bands play for like half empty rooms a lot. Mm. It's a full room. And so everyone, a, a full room of people that knew the music. You know, yeah, they were very, very excited to be there. Uh, So it was a very fun time in that regard. And uh, God God forbid, uh, put out some great records. Uh, Also, though, it was just very funny how dated the sound is now. Just the the sound of metalcore of just like having like a very abrasive, uh, aggressive kind of like breakdown. And then out of that comes a very melodic, singy kind of emo chorus. I like that. And yeah, that's dynamics loud quiet loud right 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 but you just immediately like oh this is very 2005 you know and just move it down same thing and uh only, yeah. only only so many bands could pull it off i feel they are good it was just in all of the 90s was also that sound yeah a lot of the 80s that's like alternative yeah. music was formed on that sound plenty of bands pulled it off right right maybe well, anymore just like it's just with these like God forbid and bleeding through open for them. They're good bands, but they weren't like the A tier bands. They were like the B. They were they were the perennial openers for these bands. So they didn't quite make it to that next phase like Lamb of God did. Or, yeah, or Killswitch Engage. So in, in a way, it was a little sad because uh, <laughs> it's like I, I don't know if "sad's" the term because it was it was a celebration, but it's like. This this is the furthest your bands can get, kind of thing. Still you know something, I mean? yeah. It was, it was still still an honor show. to be asked to open. Yeah, they still played for like I don't know a thousand people or something like that. So let me see. And then during the week they could go back to working at a pizza place. It's fine. Exactly. Have their fun on the weekend and then back to work. Oh, oh, so, so it was over a thousand. It was like two two thousand. <gasps> Excuse me. Well, are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. I also there was some nostalgia for the venue as well. Which venue was this? Starland Ballroom. Uh, okay, yeah. I hadn't been there in a really venue. long time. It is. It's a great wet venue, and I'd, I'd gone there a lot uh, for shows because also with Metal Injection, it was one of the last venues to unionize to get bought out by like it's 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 owned by AEG now, and so that meant because they weren't unionized, they allowed us to shoot there, and so we would do like our multicam. Shoots Robert, a festival. Metal injection, famously anti-union. <laughs> <laughs> not we're not anti-union. I'm just anti-paying three thousand dollars to shoot footage of a band that in no way generates that kind of money on live footage. 
Uh, so we just got to work around that. <laughs> so for you, it's okay. Other people to be anti-union and work around union regulations is bad. I'm pro-union, but just not when it impacts you specifically. I don't know. Like, I didn't. I wasn't against the union in Irving Plaza. There, they have every right to exist there. But I need to get footage, so I'm going to go find a place where I can afford to shoot it. But wasn't it a little close to 9-11 for them to be Yeah, seriously, Rob. <laughs> On Columbus Day of all days. Yesterday's unions are not today's unions. It don't fucking match. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sid, what's your pick? Uh, I re- Randomly enough, I mentioned Beck earlier, and I picked a Beck song. Because remember when people cared about Beck? That was around the same time people cared about God Forbid. Amen. I uh, I only ever liked one Beck album. I liked Odelay. The rest of his stuff before and after was sort of lost on me. But Odelay, which I think was probably his commercial peak as well, mm-hmm. uh, that or the one album before it with Loser. But uh, pick the song High Five, Rock the Catskills. It's a fun rocking song. And if you told me it was a b-side from uh, paul's boutique of the beastie boys i would believe you because it sounds so much in production and everything like a paul's boutique era beastie boy song but it's really good and yeah beck yeah i famous like scientologist i really like totally too i could not agree more with your assessment of beck i like love that album i think he's a talented guy the stuff before and after not a huge fan yep uh but beck has to be the number one uh like identified musician who people who want to pretend to be love music love the most of yeah. all of anybody I, yeah. other than jazz musicians oh god right he is the jazz musician of rock i could see that yes he's just you 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 want to pretend and i think maybe this is not true anymore this was the case 10 years ago mm-hmm. you want to pretend to be to be about music you love beck the first thing on your list has to be you got to say you love beck yes yeah i i feel you on that yes and that doesn't mean he's bad like i think he's i think he's a really talented musician it's not my cup of tea but like that album wonderful like yep. perfect storm what was your pick darren Oh, uh, yeah, I just realized that um, one of my favorite artists and one of my early crushes in life, Olivia Newton-John, well, I didn't just realize that she died, but I realized that when she died last August, we never really talked about it, and I never professed my love for her. So I picked my favorite song, which I usually try to avoid major hits on this playlist because I think, what am I going to put Enter Salmon on? You know, yeah. like I, I don't want to play th- the idea is to maybe expose a few people to new things. But I did pick a hit just because this is this is a huge hit for her uh, called Magic, which I love. And I it's just it's got like childhood reverberations for me. My mother uh, really did not like Olivia Newton-John for some reason. And when it would come on in the car. Just turn it off. She's huh. very, she's very syrupy and goody two shoes, and I don't like that. And I, oh. she, you know, she she really had some kind of passionate hatred for Olivia Newton John for some <laughs> reason. And I, I don't know if that influenced me to like her, but also, you know, I mean, she's t- extremely talented, beautiful, and everything you want in like a music star. I was really bummed when she died. So yeah, same. That's my song. And hope you if you're if you don't know Olivia Newton John, that's like the epitome of of her 
of her musical style is that song. It's just like this ethereal sort of like she just honestly cliche she sounds like an angel like and i mean that in a literal sense like not a cliche but like sort of some kind of heavenly like like veneer to her voice you know like the like astral uh coming down from the heavens type thing so that's a perfectly distilled version of it in that song and that's why i picked that one r.i.p a legend very much so very cool and uh, r.i.p a legend <laughs> and again, I do want to mention our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash livecast. Five bucks a month. Throw us some bones. We throw you some bonus episodes. Uh, just posted. We have the first part of our two-parter uh, with Sharon Osborne, where we watch her documentary on Fox Nation. The documentary series was so good that it was picked up by top over-the-top streaming network fox nation uh which oof. and uh it's it's very not good it's her no. basically it's her for two hours being like i'm not a racist i'm a good mother i'm a yeah. good wife i'm it, not a racist it's a long-form uh, version of her apology uh, non-apology apology and uh we had a really good time watching it and so it's a two-parter the first part is up you can watch that now also watch we have a ton of watch alongs the love guru kiss a phantom at the park uh, uh what other watch alongs do we what have are you, what are you blanking now you yeah. got the uh the black metal uh one the um the, the until one about the light takes us one. yes oh yeah uh and then we also did uh the first danzig movie uh curtain courtney curtain yes Courtney. yes that was a good one. Lots of good ones. Lots of stuff in there. Patreon.com slash RPLifecast. You get full access. And it's not just watch alongs. I want to say we have quite a variety. When we went to Tad Steaks, actually, we just yeah. released that on uh, for free. Uh, but, uh, yeah, lots of other stuff. Um, Roundtables about uh, movies that we've all watched separately. And, uh, Mike Some Francesca. drafts. Yeah. Some time we went through the Mike Francesca eclipse, yes. Hall of Fame yeah. episodes where yeah. we... Go over the memes, the past memes of our weekly show, and go into their lives, what they're doing now, catch up with them. A lot of good stuff in there. Yep. There you go. And if you want to throw us uh, 10 bucks a month, you become a top Livecast fan of the week. You get a shout-out at the end of the show, which uh, right about now. How are we doing this, folks? You're, you're Fat Joe. You're telling these guys what is different today than was yesterday. Yesterday's Eric is not today's Eric. He's okay, Benjamin. He's not Italian. He's Puerto Rican. <laughs> if you want Pernil and Pollo de Sao, yesterday's Pollo de Sao is not today's Dan R. Hey, yo, Mindy Mayer's keeper. You get a little Patron. You know what I'm saying? You won't need to feel the need to wear that keeper anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yesterday's Sam I am is not today's Sam I am. <laughs> uh, Chasseur, yesterday's Chasseur is today's Chassusets. <laughs> hey, Janda, you got to lean back a little. Lean back. Lean back. Cattle decaf. You know what I mean? Yesterday's coffee is today's decaf. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Dipset. <laughs> Yesterday's robber is today's vampiro. That's true. That one is actually true. 
Hugo likes tacos. You know what I mean? You know, you make tacos, you got to make pollo guisado. You make pollo guisado, you got to make white rice. Why is my lip drooping? <laughs> now he had a stroke. <laughs> Lando Danks. Lando Danks says where I get my Botox. Yesterday's needle injections are not today's needle injections. LaCroix, yo, I don't know why you be drinking that bougie shit, LaCroix. You got to get like a tropical fantasy <laughs> beyond be some shit like that, LaCroix. You know what I mean? You feel me? Corey and Scotty H, yesterday's H is not today's H. Also true. Also actually true. It's a lot weaker now, apparently. Doug Pigman, actually, I'm being surgically altered slowly into a Pigman. You're only seeing me. <laughs> In the middle state of my transformation. <laughs> That's why you be mocking me for my facial droops. Wait till you see the final result when I'm an actual pig man. <laughs> Douglas, who are you, Levison? Yo, I don't know if you Levison, Levitating. Get out of here, bro. He's <laughs> so mad at him. Hey, guys, it's Jose. Jealous one, still envy. Know what I mean, <laughs> check out my check out the Instagram of my fake beard. <laughs> I made a separate account. You're gonna love it. All right, that's our show, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Love you. We kiss you. Did you it's do hi year. guys? It's Josh. That was yeah. He said hi guys. Yeah. It's Jose. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our show. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.